Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Newism podcast. We're so excited to be here. The Newism's ambition is big. We want to create a new, more inclusive economic system fit for the modern world. Some of the world's most innovative and exciting minds are already creating solutions to fix our broken society, but they often have to do it in isolation and in spite of the current system. Each week, we invite social innovators and disruptors onto our podcast to discover how they would shape a new system if they were given a blank sheet of paper. Our only rule is that the conversation is constructive and positive. Our first guest is our co-founder, Mel Young. Mel has dedicated his career to fighting homelessness and exclusion. He established the Homeless World Cup, which uses football to help homeless people transform their lives and is now seeking to collate the wisdom and experience of his fellow social entrepreneurs in order to create a new economy. He talks to me, Alex Matthews, about his vision and why we're doing this now. We're here today with Mel Young, uh, who is the founder of The Newism. It's his brainchild and his idea, and um, he is here to tell us a bit about about the newism and also what he what he would bring to uh, to a new economy. So, Mal, if you'd like to tell us a bit about um, your your career today and what brings you to this point. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, I, I'm a social entrepreneur. Um, I think I've been a social entrepreneur probably since I was born, but I didn't really know. So, um, in about the year 2000, somebody said, "You're a social entrepreneur," and I went, "Aha! Now I know what I am. Been waiting all my life." So that's what I do, and I've done various. Initiatives founded various initiatives, the entrepreneur part. So, co-founded the biggest human in Scotland in 1993, working with homeless people. Set up the uh, homeless world Cup um, and done some other initiatives. Um, the, the social entrepreneur is very similar to entrepreneurs, and entrepreneurs are, are creative and, and, and add value. Social entrepreneurs have this very similar DNA, but actually want to change the world. Um, and so, you know, it's about social impact and environmental impact. That's the, that's the driver behind them. So um, that's my career to date, social entrepreneur. And um, what, what exactly is the newism? What, what do you want to achieve through this new idea? <clears throat> well, the newism is, is, is basically is very straightforward. We need to create a new economy. So um, I, I've been very lucky since, since I've been involved in social entrepreneurism uh, and I've, I have met people around the world, I've been all over the world, and I've seen some horrendous uh, problems, actually, but since met some brilliant people and got to know some people really well who, who are doing some really brilliant work in terms of initiatives they're taking and the impact that it's creating around the world. Um, uh, so, but for me, what, what's happening in the world is that the, the, the current economic system just, just isn't, isn't sustainable. The, the rich are getting rich, the poor are getting poorer, um, and simply this, this system is no longer fit for purpose in the modern world. Um, and a lot of people recognise that, if not publicly, privately, from all sectors, from all people who are extremely wealthy to people who just tell you this isn't working anymore. Um, but nobody's really come up with an alternative. So economists um, who, who say there's something the matter with the system will, will talk about how you might fix it a bit or, or um, change some, some outcomes to make it, make it better. But fundamentally, then it's the same system. Um, so what the newism is about is about creating a completely new system. So starting with blank bits of paper. So it's not left or right or middle. It's a new paradigm. And um, I want to build it on 
the work that uh, and ideas that people have around the world who are actually 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 doing things. What examples have you got of people doing those things already? Are there any concrete examples? Well, I mean, there's hundreds of people doing things, but then it has to be in, impactful and, 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 and has to be in some ways replicable. Not scalable, maybe, but replicable. So there's concepts such as, as fair trade, for example. So somebody's come up with the idea of, of concept of fair trade and making it fairer in terms of the, the, the producers and the farmers get paid properly um, for, 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 for their um, uh, uh, labour. You you have microfinance, for example, which is about lifting people out of poverty through microloans. You have impact investing, which is um, uh, investors having a look at ways in which they can impact socially and environmentally. Those are just three examples. Are these kind of concepts perfect? No, they are not. They're not. But they are attempts and initiatives by people to try and do something constructive and and to have a concept and, and labeling around it, which other people can follow. And buy into, and and so therefore it's much better than doing nothing, okay, um, and and people kind of understand what's going on, but but my view is that actually we need to be doing a lot more of this, and it needs to be these concepts need to be kind of woven together in some ways, and that and that's what we're looking for in terms of this newism, but there's some absolutely startlingly wonderful people out there, um, uh, and they they are in networks, and some of them are recognised. Um, but really it's not brought together, I, I don't believe, into one concept. So the, the point, point about the newism is that it's, we're looking for blank p- pages. And actually we're not saying we've got any answers here. It's very important to, to, to say this. We don't have an answer. But I'm sure that there's, there's something out there that is, would provide the, the, a, a, an answer. And that's what we're looking for. So we're looking for these voices and these views constructively to come together into something that might form the basis of what a new economic system might uh, be. Um, so as I say, we're looking at this, at this, at this new paradigm. And if you go back to um, you know, economists from the past, you go back to Adam Smith, who, who for many people was the architect of, of, of capitalism. In point of fact, if you read his book, uh, Wealth of Nations, it, it, it was about um, uh, how you could use money for the good of society. Actually, that's where he was coming from. But you, it's gone way beyond that now. It's, I, I don't think he would believe what's, what's been created. Um, uh, other economists in, in the past have, have done things. So that's what we need. We need somebody to kind of sit down and, and, and think about this in terms of philosophy, in terms of values, because that's what you need to start with. Right? What sort of world do we want to have then? Um, what basis are, are are we operating in, and then what economy fits? So it's 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 it's, it's two parts of that story. It's those values and 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 the system that sits in it that we need to, need to create. So it sounds that you know we're we're really the newism will cover all areas of society and of the economy. It will nothing will remain untouched. Everything's kind of up for grabs. As far as I'm concerned, everything is up for grab. But some some parts of what we do might, might 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 stay. There might be some sense in them. But for me, everything is up for grabs completely. So we really are starting with blank bits of paper. There's nothing we're comparing it back to. So we might say, for example, well, we don't need a banking system, um, and actually, there's a much better way of doing this. I I, I don't know. Um, uh, so, so everything is up for challenge and everything is up for, for, for renewal, if you like, or, 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 or a completely new approach. I want, it's a new paradigm we're creating. And, and, you know, when I speak to people about this idea of creating this newism, um, 
uh, uh, people kind of say, oh yeah, that's, that's a good idea and they're very positive about it. And the other response I get is that's completely naive. And well, it is naive, it is. Um, but it, something needs to happen. And um, what, what, what we want to do then is with these blank bits of paper, it's we're not infected by anything else. So when we're speaking with people and asking people to contribute to this, we're asking to contribute in a positive way. We don't want them to critique the current system, which is kind of the problem that goes on in this now. People critique the system, criticise it. Okay, it doesn't work then. You know, some commentators and, and some economic business leaders in the world say that we're currently living in the, in, in the, in, in the fourth industrial revolution. That might be true because, you know, we, we're living in a time of rapid change. Everything is changing completely rapidly. And... Um, it's not just in the tech world, uh, not just through tech influences, everything is changing quickly. Um, but, but the thing about revolutions in, in the past, be they, be they industrial type revolutions or, or, or violent political revolutions, you never know you're actually in the middle of a revolution until afterwards. It's just history says it was a revolution. Um, and, and so we probably aren't capable of standing back and having a look at what's going on at the moment. But for certain, there's certainly a lot of the word people use is disruption going on. Um, but but I, so, so that's interesting. And it's maybe it's potentially right now for us to have a look at what a new system w- will be. So, yeah, I think it's, I think it's naive, naive, possibly, fair enough, but I think it's absolutely essential that we start to do this. And uh, not only for the good of the world, which, is, which for so many people in the world are, are just not connected into what's going on, um, uh, but, but, but also in terms of, um, you know, the longer-term sustainability of, of, of the planet, as, as far as I'm concerned, really matters in terms of uh, what, we're, what we're doing at the moment. So it's important. And, pe- and the other thing, I think, to stay connected with that is that I, people are actually doing things which are constructive and good and effective, but they're isolated and they're on their own, and we need to kind of hear and put into the mix some of the some of the concepts and ideas that are practically impactful that are working, and bring them together, and bring them together, yeah. and bring them together into one. That's what we want. Yeah. To and how? What? What form will the newism take? How? How practically will it happen? So the idea is that, that we simply start with these blank bits of paper, and what we're going to be doing is we're going to speak to people about what they're doing. Uh, one of, one of the rules is you're really not allowed to be negative. You've got to be constructive. So f- first of all, we're going to be doing a number of podcasts. We'll be identifying these people around the world who've got something to say constructively and then, more importantly, actually doing things constructively. Um, we're also going to have a number of uh, series of talks, so speeches and talks and, and, and get-togethers in Edinburgh, Glasgow, uh, London and New York um, in, the, in the first phase. And what we're going to do then is collect those uh, thoughts and voices together once a year and publish a book, which will be the first, uh, after year one, will be the first iteration of, of, of what we believe to the newism. Um, the, the idea is that we're building, putting building blocks in there. So it's important to say we just don't have the answer. I mean, nobody knows, otherwise somebody will be coming up with it just now and we might be all buying into it. The idea is that we get build, create these building blocks then we'll, have a, we'll do it for a second year, more will come along, and we don't know how long we'll go on for, but hopefully somebody will come along at one point and go, you know, look, look guys, this is what this all means. I stick this all together, 
and you have this kind of aha moment and this is what it looks like. Now it might be us, we might, might get there. It might be somebody else who's coming in looking at this from the outside who's able to analyze in a, in, in a smart way what, what, what it is we're actually doing. And then you say, right, we have, we have come up with now what we believe will be a fair and sustainable economic system for the world. When we get to that point, we can stop and say, here it is, we have it. And then our, our, our challenge will be then to convince uh, the population of the world, governments, businesses, um, everybody to, 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 to uh, um, then embrace that new economic system. The guests that you have on the, on the podcast and on the live events, what will, how, what will you be asking them? Will it be about what they think needs to happen or the values? Well, I mean, I think the first thing I'm going to ask them is what they're doing, trying, trying to push into what, they're, what actually they're doing practically, because that's very important. Because, as I say, a lot of these kind of social entrepreneurs that are out there are actually doing things, and maybe they're not very good at talking about what they're actually doing, the impact they have, which can be really, really incredible, actually. Um, so, first of all, to learn from that um, and to see where that might fit into one of the building blocks for the new newisms. And then, secondly, g- given their experience... Of, of real life, which is kind of substantial, actually, is, is to be talking to them about what um, uh, it is they see in the newism going forward, what uh, values they should be, um, and the, the whole, whole areas. I mean, education, for example, finance, global finance, is this the right system we've got here? Currently making money out of changing currencies? Um, uh, is that financial system fit for purpose? Um, uh, and, 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 and if not, what, what's it we're being replaced with? Um, uh, and, and everything is, in, to my mind, is up, 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 for, up for grabs. C- critical in, in all of that, though, I'll be speaking to people about what the, the values of what it is, because we kind of seem to have lost the way of that. So my area of work is, is in homelessness or, or um, extreme poverty. So... What, one of the values would be, it's, it's so interesting now how we seem to have, particularly in the UK, now we, we, we look at a house and it's a value of the house. So it's a, it's a house rather than a home. So if you, if you talk about a home, a home is, is something where you live and you're, where you're brought up or where you have your children and where your granny is and so on and so forth. Uh, that, that, that's a home, whereas we seem to have a value on everything anymore. So when you're talking about homelessness, that's one thing which is very different from houselessness. Okay? There's, a, there's a real difference in that. We seem to be, governments will talk to you about houselessness, not homelessness. So, so there's, a, there's a value in, in, in that, if you understand the example I'm using, that we want to talk about. And then we want to talk about homelessness and how we end homeless, homelessness, not how we sort out houselessness. Um, and so we need to get into that and what that means then in terms of the world that we would like to have, the ideal world that we would like to have, which presumably is without any people that are homeless, and how you make that happen. Um, and then you have a look at initiatives and, and concepts really about how we, how we create that world that would be much better and how we use the economy to make that happen. And that takes me really neatly into my next point is uh, from the perspective of your career with the Homeless World Cup with the big issue, um, what... What do we need to do um, from a, you know, what values do, do we need to reintroduce into society or indeed introduce into society to, uh, to, to make a, a fairer and more inclusive economy? Oh, well, I mean, okay, I mean, part of the, the, the reason I'm coming up with this is to be, I mean, I don't know the answer to some of these questions. So it's very important to say that 
I, I want to create a debate and, and, and to capture voices, to capture concepts that we can put together here. My own personal view is that, you know, there are, the world is in a kind of strangely contradictory place in that you can have a look at it from a kind of position where there's a lot of darkness, there's a lot of challenges going on, and that's the bit where, you know, people can be negative about things. But actually there's a lot of constructive the really bright light opposite the dark, if you like, going on, particularly amongst younger people who talk about things and that actually getting on and doing things. And that gives you great confidence and optimism for the future. So to me, it's, it's about um, building on, on, on that side, on that constructive side. So that's very important to say. So, but my, my notion would be is about we've got to t- get into a, a issue, really difficult issues like, like nationhood. Right? Where, where do we belong? Are, are we are we going to get, fight about our country anymore in this global world, or are we global citizens, or national citizens, or city citizens? What we're, what what are we? Need, we need to have a look at our identity. Um, there's there's issues about leadership um, in in this modern world now. I think political leadership, but just leadership generally, which to me is in a bit of a crisis about what's 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 good leadership. Um, we need to have a look at just how we are with each other. I mean. I think if you compare where we might have been, say, 50 years ago, we're much more individualistic than we were 50 years ago. So we have to look at more about what, where our local communities sit next to in the globe. That's the big cha- a big challenge. Do we say, OK, um, we take a mythical village or a, a, a mythical rural area somewhere and say, right, no, we're going to be self-sufficient and we're going to live here and tell with everybody else? Are you going to say that? Um, or, or how do we connect with the next next door rural area, the next village, and how how, how do we all live together? O- on the one hand, supporting our local community, but on the other hand, you know your local community might become rich. How do you work with the next one that is not so rich? And, and the, 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 those are issues that we need to look at. But it's it's all about to me. It's all about our connectivity, our role as local citizens, as against our role as global citizens. That, that, that's a key area. There's a huge challenge around, uh, to me, wealth. What's wealth? And how uh, you potentially redistribute it. But one of the problems with the economy now is that a tiny percentage of the population owns just about you know, half the wealth of the whole world. Um, the statistics are quite stark and startling. That's the bit that's not sustainable. But, but do you start taking wealth away from people? How do you do that? And, and that, that's a challenge for us. But you, ha- you have to look at it about how you create, in my opinion, a much more fair and equitable world. So those are some of the challenges. And then when you, when you look at that, okay, you, you, everything starts to become up for grabs. So like, what, what, how, are we, how are we educating ourselves from, from, from when we're born right through to when we die? Um, what, how are we trading with one another? What, what about tax? Do we ta- is tax an outmoded thing or should it actually be more sophisticated? What, what, what are we doing about you know, our understanding of the fact that the world is finite but our whole economic system currently is based on growth? So how, how do you create a strategy for, for growth when you've got a finite world? Um, um, how do we preserve the environment in which we live in when the population is growing? These are really challenging issues. But, but, but for me, those are the ones you have to get into and then understand some values around that. And then that's how you build your economy. 
And I'm interested in your point about wealth and kind of does that whole system work? Do, do you think that even that's a way to measure the success of, a, of an economy anymore? Is, you know, economy does suggest a financial system. Should an economy even mean that anymore? Um, exactly. I mean, I think um, that it, that's, uh, to me, measurement is, 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 is an important thing. So in the world at the moment, we've kind of gone data mad. So you, you can measure everything. And sometimes in terms of the, 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 the charity sector, I call it the measurements can done by the, the measurement police. Like it's just everything is measured, whereas nobody wants to talk about human output, human impact. Actually, people want to measure everything. But, but we have very sophisticated data measurements now and still the countries will base uh, their performance on GDP. But GDP, I, I don't think, is actually a proper measure now for, for what's happening in, in, in the country. It's a very rough measure of, 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 of wealth, to be quite honest. Um, you know, some of the performances around business is, is uh, like, say, FTSE 100, it, it, sometimes that becomes a barometer for how a whole business, but it isn't. It's just, just measuring how a hundred companies are doing. Who not even in the UK terms, not even British half of them. So for me, the measurement adds into the value. Then, so what are we measuring? So you know, Bhutan they measure happiness. So you have this happiness index, and people again very critical of it or laugh at it or whatever. But actually, you know, it's 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 as good as index as any other index. Actually, you might be measuring. And why shouldn't you create something that's called the happiness index that actually, because that's what we should be striving for, isn't it? it we shouldn't be living in a world where we kind of feel happy. So measurements or, or, or research is coming out now in the Western world that, you know, we, we're living under stress. People feel stressed, incredible percentage stressed all the time. Mental health is, in, is increasing. So again, it's another example to me that the system's wrong. So So... The, all these measures and the system we have are starting to show that people are actually ending up being unhappy as a result of it. But that's one of the reasons you need to change it and you need to create new measures. So if you've got a high-performing happiness index in the country, it means your citizens are content or, or proud or, or, or contributing to the, the society that they're in, and that's very important. So there's, a, there's another area. There's so many areas here that you can, you can have a look at that you can change. And maybe that's one of them that's the most profound because if you can change the measure that people buy into, because you need them to buy into it, not just laugh at it on the side, buy into it, then that becomes the barometer of how we live our lives and that can be very important. On that note, a while back you mentioned leadership and is our leadership kind of up for the job of implementing this kind of change and I wondered what your thoughts were. Personally, I don't, I, my, my view on leadership is people aren't up for this. I think some people realise, I, I, again... Part of the challenge with it, what, the system that we're in at the moment is that people are locked into the system, okay? And they will hear noises off going, fourth industrial revolution, but they're not looking out, you know? And they're looking inward, so they just stick in the system. So, but, but younger people in particular who, who can see that potentially or feel that we're kind of in some kind of shifting sands going on here just now, um, kind of get it. And they can, they can feel something's going on. So consequently, you have a kind of, I would say, crisis in leadership. There's nobody kind of standing up and saying, you know, actually, we need to do this another way. Um, and this is the way we should be doing it. So basically, what's happening is the leadership will talk about the old paradigm still. And that's why you've got a disconnection from it. 
and all you need is somebody, what, what's, what's been happening, to stand up and say, this system doesn't work, vote for me, and then people will. And it doesn't matter whether it's left or right or whatever, it's just kind of a, a dissatisfaction which is not articulated. So there's no lead coming through, I believe, with, uh, around, the, around this new way forward or, or creating a new way forward. There are some voices there, uh, people such as ourselves maybe, who, who, who are kind of waving in the corner, going, oi. Um, but, but in terms of leadership, in terms of, if you're talking about that, in terms of leading in business and leading in government and politics, there isn't, it's not there. You mentioned kind of nationhood and... Does that, do those new leaders, this new generation of leaders, do they need to be, you know, voted for by a single country or do we even change kind of how that operates? Do we... I, I mean, I think there's a, there's, just, there's a real issue here we need to have as people, I think, about our identity. So I, I think in, in this part of this kind of change that's going on, there is a bit of an identity crisis going on. So, so it, it seems it's a kind of contradiction. So at the same time as people... Younger people in particular, I think, more than older people. But I mean, maybe older people, I mean, younger. Everybody wants to be a citizen of the world. So we, we want to be in the internet. We want to be able to see and talk to people all over the world. We want to get on a plane and go to an exotic holiday somewhere in some other part of the world. And we want to do that without any hassle whatsoever. No boundaries, please. We want to do that. It's so fine. But at the same time, the same people that do that are very conscious of telling you where they're from. Exactly. I'm from this area of Edinburgh, and I like my city, and my city is the best in the world, and this is part of my country. It's like we have to have our identity. There's very few people who I've met who are kind of relaxing, oh, I just come from the world. I'm just a global citizen. So I, I think we need to kind of get, in, get into that and start getting some clarity about, okay, well, where are we going to be? And it could be that the whole notion of borders doesn't in the modern world shouldn't exist anymore actually it's going to be more about the relationship between cities and countryside actually it becomes the issue how do we create sustainable countryside and sustainable cities living next to each other and actually soon you start to depopulate cities and uh, into the country to, to 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 live in a better way i mean i don't know i just using that as an example but i think there's a there's an issue around this um, and um, nationalism is, is kind of part of all of this because people are looking for that identity. And if, if you know, it, it, where we are in Scotland just now, there's been a lot of discussion about what our identity is. Um, and it's, some of that discussion has been really awful, but some of it's been really, really interesting, really good discussion, and that's what you need to have because, again, it was about um, values, what values we have in this could be in, in this country as opposed to any other country that we would cherish. So there's things like here, you would cherish things like community and neighbourhood and uh, um, words like that and fair fairness come into the value system that people talk when they want this independent country. So it's almost like you have the, in the, some of the debate was, here's the blank bits of paper for, if you had an ideal country, this is what it would look like, interestingly. And some other places in the world, I suspect that's happening as well. So it, it's a very interesting, very interesting area, I think, and one that is not going to go away. So it, it's, it's unique. we need to kind of grab it and then have, to, and so it has to be part of the, It has to be part of the newism, 
uh, in the, the economy of the world because I don't think you can disconnect it. So it's go, we are, as I keep saying, we are, we are where we are, right, in the world. You can't go backwards. So you can't go back to the Stone Age or, the, or, or whatever and say this is the way we're going to exist now. You can't do that. You, you have to keep moving. You have to keep uh, going forward. And, and maybe we can say, look, the past two or three decades have been, oh, we shouldn't have gone there. So, you know, let's learn from that and move on. But you can't go backwards, okay? So, so you know, we're moving into, in, in, into, into new times and, um, as I say, everything's up for grabs and you need to think about it. Often uh, change comes with a dramatic revolution. Do you think that there needs to be some kind of tumult to, when, for the newism to come into place? Or do you think well, the tumult is happening as we speak? I, I probably think, I probably subscribe to the view that we are in some kind of fourth industrial revolution or, or something is going on. I probably think that that's happening. History says that, that these type of things can lead to violence and you can see that there's a, there's a, a, a kind of, in the media and amongst certain politicians in the world, a kind of aggression, uh, anger and whatever. And I think that that's really worrying when that's in some ways what drives this because you know in, in, in the past the way you think these things have been sorted is you have a massive war and things are destroyed and millions of people are killed and then you kind of start again and I, I think that would be the most horrendous thing obviously to happen but it, it's it's potential to happen I mean all the ingredients are there you have this level of disgruntlement and unhappiness amongst people who have very little who are just scrimping by when they're actually seeing now in, in, in the media billionaires that are, are, you know, float around and do what they want all the time. It's not like it's kind of hidden, say, in past ages. It's right in your face. History will show you when people have actually nothing to lose and not, nothing, that's when you get the vacuums and that's when you get violence, uh, just destructive violence. And one wants to avoid that with all possibility, in my, in my opinion. But I can, I can, having seen in the world the way some people are living and the level of despair and destitution, you know, it doesn't surprise me at all that that's around. It's because some of the situation is, is appalling. Grotesque inequality. Yeah. Going back to the kind of, you know, the area that you've worked in for a long time, the homelessness and the, and the, the poverty... Um, another aspect of that which often comes up is, is kind of mental health and, and health in general and I wondered what your perspective was on what needs to change from that point of view if, you, if, if it's something you've addressed. This is a good question. In, in, in some ways this can be a health, health initiative because everything is connected to health, is connected to, 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 to well-being and how we are as, uh, as individuals. Now I, I could argue actually we're, we're much better as our own individual well-being if we're kind of linked up in the community if we're supporting one another I'm a great believer in the more you the more you put in the more you put out so so give more and you'll get back and those are that's some of the values I think you need you need, you need to have in this but I think I think that um, you know in, and again in the UK you'll talk about the health service and how expensive it is and so on but pe- people there are just generally looking at uh, it's through one microscope, which is kind of if if you're if you're sick or you're you're hurt and you go to hospital, how much does it cost? Whereas to me, health is much much wider than that. It's actually about you know how you're feeling. It's about 
issues now in, in the world, particularly the Western world, around inactivity because of the way we're living, um, uh, which is making us sick um, uh, and uh, because we're not moving. And then there's a, a, a knock-on effect in terms of the health budgets for, for, for our countries, and that's, that, that's a whole issue. But it's about our well-being. It's about understanding that there's the physical side to our well-being to keep us uh, healthy, but also you know the mental side to it as well. And these are connected. I'm often saying you can't. We are a whole human being. So there's this. It's our head and our heart, if you like. So you you can't do one without the other. So actually, you need to look after your head as much as your body, if you like. And that that's very very important. And I I, I do think that um, you know we we we, we seem to be. Uh, or lots of evidence seems to be that um, we're living lives that are much more stressful, that our mental health is, is deteriorating generally compared to what it was before. I think it's very difficult to judge that, actually. I don't know how the researchers do that, to be honest. How do we know that when people were living in, had, had no material goods at the end of the First World War and, and families had been obliterated, etc., etc., how, how do we know that their mental health was in a better state than we are currently? I, you can't say, actually. But I, I do think that there are some real issues around the mental health, which are now, uh, I'm glad to say, being, being focused on more. And people are kind of realising that um, it's not about... Health isn't about the, the length of time you wait in a casualty department, which seems to be the kind of pervading issue in the media... It, it, it's about our wholeness. It's about uh, how we feel as a whole, as human beings and groups of human Very importantly, groups of human beings. How we're not isolated, how we're together, how we are young and older together. And part of the challenges, again, in terms of our measurements, which I mentioned earlier, is that we want to put everything into, into silos. My whole experience is you don't do that. It's like a whole old people will get on with young people. It's not young people that all think one thing and old people all behave in another way and blah, blah, blah. Actually, we have these huge kind of grey areas and people crossing boundaries and doing different things and so on and so forth. And so you kind of have a whole community of, of, of one and everybody's different. That's what makes it wonderful to be alive. Meet some brilliant people and do some brilliant things together who, who, who are very different. So you have to create a way in which I think we improve our health by recognising that we're all different, but we're all equal. That's, that's kind of where you're coming from. So, and, that, and that's the challenge of how you uh, build the economy. You, because the economy that we're building at the moment where the rich get richer, money is going to money. That's, that's the problem. If you have money at the moment, you invest in the stock market. The stock market is doing really well. You can just sit and do nothing and you'll be making money. Whereas somebody who doesn't have any money will be working, doing three or four different jobs, getting really underpaid, not getting any wealth at all. They weren't adding anything, just existing. And that's, that's part, of the, part of the challenge. You need to create an economy which, which supports the collective well-being of, 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 of society and human beings as a whole. And it's interesting how that links into having a, a global happiness index or a national happiness index instead of a, a GDP measurement. So it's interesting how that all loops back together. I, th- I think it's something like that. As I say, I'm not, with this newism, I'm not saying mm. for definite this yeah. is what you should be doing. Of course. I, I'm deliberately being the facilitator yes. here, if you like. <laughs> but um, it's interesting but, how uh, that loops. But, no, but you're right. Loops, yeah. I mean, I think, I think these are the sorts of things that really, really have to be challenged. Actually, you know... Um, uh, you know, we need to be looking at our health and, and, and how you 
if, if we're obsessed with measuring, well, let's measure some things that are uh, uh, properly then, and let's measure them that, that, that's actually useful for us as a human race going forward. Um, that's the way I would tend to look at it. Um, and, 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 and that's important. Great. Well, that was a fascinating conversation, as always. Um, if you'd like to just wrap up and tell us what we can kind of expect over the next months. Yeah, so, so I mean, I'm, 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 I'm quite passionate about this now, and it's because, you know, I've just been around the houses, I guess, in, in, over a number of years and looked at things, and I think it's really important. We need to create a new economy. We need new thinking. There's a lot of good people out there. We're going to pull these voices together. Do we have the answer? No. Hopefully these voices joined together in some way will form the foundation of what a new economy might look like. We'll build that. Somewhere down the line, we'll get to hopefully that aha moment and go, this is what a new economy should look like. And then we'll sell it. So exciting times, I think. Interesting times. I'm so excited about, already been speaking to people about you know, constructively, what would you do? And, and um, when you get people into that space, it's just great because they kind of free up a bit and, and um, uh, it's just so nice to be in that space and let's see. And, you know, I keep seeing people, we're coming from this naive blank sheet of paper position. We don't have the answer, but we've got to find the answer. Nobody disagrees with that, actually. Nobody I've come across was really disagreeing with me. So everybody seems to know from the very rich people I speak to and everybody, that there's something not right with this system that's created. So let's, there's an opportunity to get this right. And, and, and hopefully this is the way to do it. It's from the grassroots upwards. I'm, I'm not after interviewing economists that are going to moan away and, and, and tell me what's all wrong with the system, blah, blah. I'm not really interested because we know it's not it doesn't work. I'm much more interested to know what does work. And so it's exciting times and we look forward to to uh, hearing people, always keen to hear people if they've got ideas, uh, particularly if they're doing things. Um, and we're very keen for people to listen into us and read what we have to say. Great. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed hearing from Mel and discovering his vision for a new ism. We'd love to hear your thoughts, so please do feel free to get in touch with us on Twitter at Newism Talks or via our website, newismtalks.com. Our next episode is with Dr. Catherine Trebeck, co-founder of the Wellbeing Economy Alliance, which is seeking to bring about a transformation of our worldview, society and economy. We hope to see you there.